Hello everyone, you're listening to America Meditating Radio. We collect wisdom, inspire each other, and empower hearts on demand 24-7. I'm Sister Jenna, host of the syndicated America Meditating Radio. Join us as we talk one-on-one with leading experts who answer life's most compelling questions. Because in a world of uncertainty, we need answers right here, right now. America Meditating Radio, a show for everyone to learn more about this amazing thing called life. Hi, I'm Angela Peabody of Global Woman Peace Foundation, and I listen to America's Meditating Radio Show. Do you like to meditate? Have you tried to meditate? Have you struggled with meditation? Why don't you visit one of the Brahma Kumaris Meditation Center? Visit brahmakumaris.org. Blaylock Dialysis Center is a convenient state-of-the-art dialysis center in the Houston area, run by Dr. Panakin Patel. Relax in a comfortable environment while receiving quality care. Serving adults 18 to geriatrics, we are here to help you. Call 713-463-6611 for more information or visit us at our website at www.blaylockdialysiscenter.com. Blaylock Dialysis Center, where helping you get well is our priority. This is water. Can you feel this, Helen? Yes, water. Helen, it's water. Deaf and blind, Helen Keller overcame her world of darkness. Foresight. Pass it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com.
Hello, everyone, and welcome to America Meditating Radio. That was you from Lucinda Drayton. It's, in a way, yeah, all about you. But if you take care of you, then everyone else will be taken care of. Beautiful words by um, um, Professor Joseph Campbell. Gosh, uh, I sure send him good light wherever he is today on his travels spiritually. We always appreciate that you could join us on the air. Our show means a lot to us. We do our best to keep it as authentic and true and real and natural. And when you're in the car, when you are doing cleaning up in the house, when you're just having quiet moments. I've been back from India now for about two weeks, and it's been a huge internal transformation on many levels. I think more than anything else, it's on the level of, you know, keeping in my focus and my divinity and my integrity as a person and to keep realizing that some of the things that I've been gifted with for many, many years are absolute diamonds in these times. For example, eating well and having a very good diet in which I feel like I'm taking care of the humanity and the animals and the tree and the environment. And so we're looking forward to having a conversation with Dr. Terry Walls, who's been talking a lot about cooking for life. And there's a protocol in actually being able to to learn to cook for life. So looking forward to that. So stay tuned and don't change that dial. I want to put us into a beautiful meditation today, something that can make us feel just a little bit more was it clear-minded? So from just a minute, meditation CD by Sister Genti of the Ramakumais. Let's take a very, very deep breath, everyone. Let's clear our minds for the day. A clear mind. Taking just a minute, I turn my attention inwards. I silently observe my thoughts. Each thought a ripple on the surface of a lake. I gently remind myself I am like that deep, tranquil lake. As my mind touches tranquility, I allow calmness to wash over me. Clearing the mind, returning me to my true peaceful nature I allow peace to flow into my actions love her voice clear mind clear heart clear intentions clear future and a system that's also quite clear. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to America Meditating Radio. We're happy to tell you that we've gone over 1,000 episodes, over a million archived listeners, and we're now in 90 countries. Thanks also to our Pulse for Peace app that has helped us to transcend, and lots of appreciation to iTunes, Streaker, AHA Radio, and so many more. Nowadays, you know, independent radio stations always need everyone's support. And as I've mentioned before, so many have come to us and saying, oh, Sister Jenna, we can make your show so much better. We can expand your listenership and, and et cetera. But I would lose who I want on the show. 
I would lose the kind of music I'd like to play. I would lose the kind of advertisement I would like to bring to the show. And by the way, please send us propositions. We are here to advertise for you to get your work and your message and your product out more. In other words, everything that we choose is with the intention that your voice and your work will definitely contribute to a society that's golden-aged, a society where we're self-sustained. And because of our self-sustenance, we keep the planet at bay, comfortable, rich, vibrant, and abundant. We're going to have a conversation with Dr. Walt soon. And before, guess who's come back from India? Our lovely sister Gita. She went, my gosh, everyone, like two surgeries, in and out of the hospital. She's been there for two months. She's back, and her eyes are sparkling with God's love. And so we're happy to welcome her back into the studio. Sister Gita, welcome home. Thank you so much, Sister Jenna. (laughs) Yes, I had time to rest. The only time that I didn't rest, Sister Jenna is known so much in India. (laughs) When I was there with you, right? (laughs) Yeah, everyone kept asking for her. You know, I've been going to that place from 85. And when Sister Jenna took spiritual births, then I was remembered. Before that, they didn't see me, but they would say, this is Sister Jenna's student or this is Sister Jenna's mom. (laughs) So from the book entitled 365 Days of Wisdom, which carries daily messages to inspire you throughout the year. The topic that caught my intellect this morning was value using time well. To be wise is to use the treasure of time wealth. To be wise is to use the treasure of time well. Otherwise, using your time in a worthwhile way. Let's contemplate. We are well aware of the physical resources we have and usually make good good time to use them. But we are often careless about the resource of time. We tend to believe that using time well means planning the day, and working according to that plan. And we manage to do that most of the time. But all of us find that a large amount of time also goes to waste. Application to this thought, using time well means being aware of where I am investing my time. When I invest time in creating positive thoughts words and actions, then I save lots of time and I am sure to get the best out of this investment also. I find myself gaining good returns from everything that I do. So using the time in a worthwhile way is the day. Om Shanti and may you all Use your time in a worthwhile way, and then we will have a grand future. Okay. Om Shanti. (laughs) Thank you so much. That was beautiful. As usual, as usual, calming, soothing, powerful, and pure. Well, we're really proud to welcome Dr. Terry Walls. Dr. Terry is a clinical professor of medicine at the University of Iowa, Carver College of Medicine, and a leader in functional medicine. Dr. Waltz single-handedly changed the way medical establishment, specifically the multiple sclerosis society, looks at treating chronic and autoimmune disease. 
Now, with her guidance, they consider diet to be a leading factor in treatment and recovery. I'm telling you, food has so much to do with everything that we're going through. She's known to say the most radical thing you can do for your health is to learn to cook. Oh, my God. And her research proves it. She also credits the importance of stress management and meditation and spirituality as a key component of that. Dr. Wallace made it her mission to spread the word about the Walls Protocol and her own inspirational story of recovering through her TED Talk, which has received more than 2 million hits. She's the author of several books, including The Walls Protocol and her new release, The Walls Protocol, Cooking for Life. Welcome to the air, Dr. Walls, and thank you for learning, teaching us how to cook. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thank you. So, wow, you've been, you know, really educating us on the importance. I believe food has a lot to do with how we're feeling emotionally, physically, mentally. I believe that with all my heart. You have quite a remarkable story, which I would love for you to share with our listeners. Um, Like many physicians, you know, you focus on treating your patients and ailments with drugs and surgical procedures. Oh, yeah. I know, right? Until you were diagnosed with multiple sclerosis in 2000. So what what was it? How were you able to reverse your condition? So, you know, I'm like an academic doc, and so I, I absolutely believed uh, drugs, surgeries, and I thought vitamins and supplements and complementary alternative stuff was not useful, and it was a waste of money and time. But then, you know, God works in mysterious ways. I was diagnosed in 2000. I sought out the best uh, people in the country regionally, uh, you know, and I so I went to the Cleveland Clinic, took the newest drugs, and uh, continued to decline. So within three years, I had uh, progressive MS. There was no mm-hmm. uh, expectation for recovery, and at that point, that's when I realized I, I needed to start reading the basic science myself. Uh, so I did a lot of reading about the mouse and rat studies with shrinking brains, uh, things like Parkinson's. Mm-hmm. Alzheimer's, Huntington's disease. And I started with a cocktail of vitamins and supplements that slowed the speed of my decline. And so I'm very, very grateful. But then Mm -hmm. I discover the ancestral health movement and the paleo diet, and I discover the Institute for Functional Medicine. And I really synthesize what I'd been reading about mitochondria, uh, what I'd learned in the paleo uh, diet world, and what I learned from functional medicine to create a diet and lifestyle program that was designed very specifically for my brain so my brain could repair itself and for my mitochondria. So I'm really focusing on the health of my cells. And it's a a very comprehensive diet and lifestyle Mm -hmm. program. And uh, within Mm -hmm. a year, you know, I I went from being unable to sit up uh, in a regular chair. I had a uh, a special zero gravity chair uh, so I could fully recline while I uh, staffed uh, patients for the, with the residents at another chair like that at home. Uh, mm-hmm. And the university in VA had been incredibly generous redesigning my job multiple times so I could continue to work. Uh, so in the summer, that's how weak I was. Um, I had severe mm-hmm. fatigue. I'm beginning to have brain fog. It's a struggle to walk, you know, 20 feet. My chief of staff uh, has told me that he's going to reassign me to a new clinic uh, in January uh, and I won't have residents. And my partner and I know that that means I'm being assigned to a job that I can't do. Uh, right, and so it's, right. it's it's the VA's way of saying, you're going to have to take medical disability now. Um, no. But as, as it turns out, the next month is when I discover the Institute of Functional Medicine. I take their course on neuroprotection, deepen my understanding of what I can do, and begin crafting this very intensive diet and lifestyle program, which, you know, I've, I've got all the pieces in place, 
in December. So a month later, I go off to uh, do this new clinic. Uh, and, of course, I was thinking that I couldn't possibly do that clinic. Right. But it turns out, you know. You did it. I can probably do this. Uh, okay. And the next, in three months, I am walking with a cane around the hospital. Oh. In uh, six months, I'm walking around the hospital without a cane. Uh, then at nine months, I'm able to do a bike ride around the block. Uh, I'm crying. Uh, my kids are crying. You know, the whole family's crying because uh, mm. we had in the process of, uh, you know, accommodating to having a progressive disease for which there's no cure. We had let go of expectations. So we, and me in particular, I just learned how to live each day as it came. So even right. though now I tell had, me something. I, yeah. Tell me something. Um and this might be um, a very subtle question. What were the thoughts going on in your mind at that time? Because I know that thoughts have so much to do with our healing process or our lack thereof. I mean, were there moments that you found yourself really angry? I mean, here you are, a medical physician. You know what's up. You know how serious this disease is. But yet, I mean, what was going on on a mental level for well, you? Were you, were, you know you know what I'm saying? So, uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll take you back. When I'm diagnosed... Uh, mm-hmm. My children are eight and five, and I realize this is a progressive disease. And when I hit the wheelchair, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I really am likely to become bedridden by this illness and potentially demented. But there's a book that I had read earlier in life, uh, Victor Frankl's Man Search for Meaning. And I really treasured uh, the underlying thesis of that book, that you know, between every event in our life and our response to it, there's a space. And in that space, the choices we make define our character. So my framework that uh, as I was going downhill, getting steadily worse, was like, okay, I can either model resilience and I'm going to keep going no matter how difficult this becomes without complaining, or I can model giving in to difficulty. Uh, and so... I kept telling myself, you know, your children are watching. You have to keep going on. You need to model for them that we go on, no matter how difficult life comes, no matter how unfair life is, that you still make the best choice that you can. Mm, It's nothing like love that drives you. It's nothing like love that can drive us. Yes, yes. There's there's nothing like love and thoughts of, what is the legacy I'm going to leave? And so uh, as difficult as all those times were, uh, my legacy was modeling for my kids how to be resilient in the midst mm-hmm. of ad- adversity. You know, there, there's, a, there's a very uh, humorous story that I tell about a conversation my daughter and I had, and I think she was 10, maybe 11. She was uh, was having to do the laundry because, you know, I, was, I, I couldn't possibly do that anymore. Uh, and she was complaining bitterly that none of her friends knew anything about laundry detergent or doing laundry <laughs> or drying the clothes. And this was just totally unfair that we had, she had to do these things. And so we'll say, yep, step, you know, you're right. This it, it is terribly unfair that you have to do these things. It is so unfair. I, I understand why you're angry. But it's really unfair that I have MS and that I can't do these things uh, and that life is getting mm-hmm. more difficult for you and for me. But there's nothing we can do about it. You have to do the laundry. I have to go to work, and life's not fair. And then mm-hmm. my my daughter responded like, "I think you're glad you have MS, so you could lecture yeah. me about life." 
Oh, wow, that is real time. You know, I'm looking at your Twitter page, which I've just followed you on, and um, there's somebody called Yale Goodman, and she shared her inspiring story of um, overcoming her autoimmune disease with Walt's protocol. And our producer, I know why our producer found you, because she was struggling with an autoimmune disease for many, many, many months. And the last thing she wanted to do was to get on any sort of a, you know, prescribed medicine like, um, what do you oh, call it? Yeah. What do you call it again? Well, Steroids, they're, all, they're, they're biologic like drugs. And there are all these drugs that interfere with uh, how our immune cells maintain within right. our bodies. Right. Um, so, you know, there's an estimated more than 50 million Americans. 50 million mm-hmm. Americans are affected by various autoimmune diseases. I mean, how does growing. it start? Yeah, what are the causes of that? I'll tell you from two points of view. The first point of view is that of conventional medicine. That was the view I held a long time, was that for reasons we don't fully understand, possibly related to a prior infection, the body got confused and is now attacking some of the uh, structures internally because we think those structures are foreign. And so our immune cells go in and continually damage those structures until they're wiped out. And so our only treatment then is to give a drug that blocks the immune cells so they can't attack, but also means they can't maintain and repair our bodies. And so we higher risk of infection, cancer, and much more rapid aging. But, you know, if you if you don't treat the autoimmune problem, you'll destroy parts of your body. And so as people get more and more ill, we take more and more potent drugs. Now, I'll give you my functional medicine standpoint, viewpoint, is that, and again, this is all based in science, uh, animal models, human studies. We know that uh, if you have high levels of polluting chemicals in your body, uh, Mm. heavy metals, lead, arsenic, plastic, solvents, fragrances stored in our fat, that really revs up inflammation. If we have, um, so uh, thinking about your detox pathway is very important. If we have a leaky gut, you're more likely to have developed a abnormal immune response to the proteins in grain, known as gluten, and the protein in dairy, known as casein. And so many, many folks with autoimmune problems have unrecognized abnormal immune response to those two very common food proteins, grain and dairy. Another big factor is low-level infection. So a lot of us that don't brush our teeth, don't floss our teeth, and we have these low-level infections in our gum tissues, and that right. revs up our inflammation. And, wow. and then, of course, if we eat lots of sugar, that will drive up our inflammation. So there are all these environmental factors that we can uh, influence by changing our diet, our activity levels, and by, by addressing diet uh, and lifestyle, uh, we can shift how our genes are expressed from our DNA may have, have a, a body that should be uh, healthy, disease-resistant. But if you give that body a terrible environment, you'll shift which genes are on, and you convert what should have been a healthy, disease-resistant body into a sickly, inflamed, prone body that's at very high risk of developing an autoimmune problem. And, wow. that, and then the, the final issue has to do with uh, wow. what bacteria in yeast are living in our bowel. Do we have health-promoting wow. you know, yeast and bacteria, or do we have disease-promoting yeast and bacteria? 
You know, my friends have been telling me to really get on a gluten-free diet. I'm vegetarian, and I might not be a vegan like our producer, and she pushes it down my throat all the time, but (laughs) I'm lactose intolerant, so I've never been a milk drinker. Um, I love my pizza, so uh, I understand that, but I do know... (laughs) <laughs> I do know that this gradual intake of certain foods that are going in our cells and our body are at some point, you know, some of them are so infected with 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 unnatural chemicals, and it does mm-hmm. eventually take a toll on us. But yet, yeah. um, Dr. Walls, I have to tell you, back in the days when there wasn't science, people were living up to the age 40, and now we're able to live up to the age 80 as a normal lifespan, and wow. so. It's like I think about that a lot. I'll give you a, another point of view on that. Please. So we know that the mean age was of death uh, age 40, but we, we forget that there's a huge uh, mortality before the age of 15 due to childhood infections and trauma, mm-hmm. and that half the clan would have died before the age of 15. If you made it to the age of 40... Uh, and we can look at some of our traditional societies that are still hunter-gatherers living very traditionally, that if they make it to the age of 40, they will likely make it to the age of 60. And if they make it to the age of 60, they will still likely make it to the age of 80. And so you can have in these traditional societies 60- and 80-year-olds who are fit, physically active, uh, having very robust lives. And in our um, colonial times, cancer was a very rare disease, uh, heart disease was very rare. Autoimmunity was very rare. There was a very high rate of death early on from infection and trauma, smallpox and measles. Mm-hmm. And we no longer have those uh, infectious diseases. Instead, we have these uh, autoimmune and cancerous diseases. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, I think this is a reflection of, of how much our environment has changed. Mm-hmm. And so because the environment has changed, it's natural for our bodies to be going through a wear and tear. And I, I get that. I get that completely. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit about meditation and spirituality. It's, oh, yeah. You know, I love America. I mean, I've been here for 47 years. <laughs> and I love the way we have this uncanny ability to make something into a fad, a commodity, to commercialize it. But back home in India, Dr. Waltz, it's sacred. It's something that we just do. You wake up and you see your grandmother in the early morning hours at 4 o'clock, 4.30, you know, praying to her deity and meditating. So I'm so happy that meditation and spirituality is becoming more optimized here. But I just mm-hmm. get concerned that it's becoming an entrepreneurial aspect. But let me know about the role of meditation and spirituality in terms of treatments. You know, I, I think uh, more I've been uh, talking about diet and lifestyle, uh, mm-hmm. my uh, patients have taught me how important it is to address that internal aspect, uh, what I call the resilience factors. What are the messages you're telling yourself every day about yourself and your family? What are your spiritual practices? And uh, we have a, a lovely exercise where we talk about um, how they achieve the pleasant life uh, enjoying the things that they can still do in whatever their health circumstances, how they can achieve the good life by using some unique aspect uh, of their life, uh, uh, of their skill set uh, in their life. But then we have a, a really profound conversation about the meaningful life. How are mm-hmm. we going to be giving back, using our unique skills and attributes, giving back to our um, community, uh, be it our community, our spiritual community, um, but 
giving back to the community that's larger than your immediate family. And when we can move people, we have to get them to the pleasant life because I need them to at least have that. But the more effectively I can move them to the meaningful life, uh, the easier it is for them to be willing to do all of the work that uh, would be required for their healing uh, and make the uh, other diet and lifestyle changes. So mm-hmm. we actually spend uh, more and more. So we do. We still talk about the importance of diet uh, and the food changes, but I have nice. learned that I really uh, my people do so much better when I also talk about these resilience factors uh, and you know their self-talk, uh, their spiritual practice, and their uh, giving back to the greater community. Beautiful. Beautiful. Now, is there a specific type of meditation that you practice? Well, you know, I have uh, a practice that I uh, think of as the uh, gratitude meditation. Uh, mm-hmm. So I will uh, in, I have a little journal every day, and I uh, have a, a very brief entry uh, about some something that I am grateful for. Uh, and in my uh, meditation practice, uh, you know, actually I like to do this while I'm in my, in my sauna, I uh, go through thanking uh, people in my life for what they've done. Uh, and so actually, actually I started off visualizing uh, being snuggled by my mom and uh, my mom uh, feeding, uh, bottle feeding cause I, uh, when I'm a little infant in her arms. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going through uh, thanking my parents for the various things that they've done for me. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, so after I get through my parents... Um, then I'll begin uh, uh, thinking about who else has made a major contribution in my life uh, and thanking them. I, I think this uh, intentional practice of gratitude uh, yeah, something I really enjoy. Uh, and I, we spend a fair amount of time talking about uh, the gratitude journal uh, and the benefit clearly articulating and saying out loud for whom... Beautiful. Uh, Beautiful. We are grateful for, and what action, and what specific action they did mm-hmm. uh, that benefited us. Beautiful, that's fantastic. Well, um, just want to close off with um, congratulating you on the release of your new book, The Waltz Protocol: Cooking for Life. And in your book, you provide practical implementation plan to combat the symptoms. You've spoken a lot about them in our conversation yeah. just now, but especially of conditions in our kitchens. Um, could you tell us a little bit about the book and um, sure. where can our listeners get a copy if they're interested? Sure. Uh, so the book is the companion to my first book, The Walls Protocol. In this, I uh, give sort of a, a summary of the, the various dietary approaches that I have, which you can do as a vegetarian, vegan, meat eater, or if you're uh, a ketogenic eater. So we pr- provide that guidance. Some general instruction uh, for the kitchen, and then uh, in each chapter is devoted to you know uh, a category and i have templates for recipes uh for each level of the diets that i have and i have three levels of my dietary plan uh and so i give several examples of recipes following the template and then i invite people to begin to personalize that template the other thing i was very committed to was teaching people how to implement these concepts even if they have limited financial resources so that this could be available and useful for people who have 
severe restrictions versus time or money. You can get the book, at, hopefully at your local bookstore, which I uh, wholeheartedly support. You can also go to terrywalls.com, and we have links to the book, and that's very helpful. We have some uh, free gifts for people to get started there. If people are looking for more uh, support uh, so they, they get the book and they want more help on how to implement the protocol. We have a bunch of uh, programs on the shop page. We have a uh, in-person seminar that's really quite wonderful. And if people sign up for my newsletter, they'll be hearing about the uh, private practice opportunity that they'll have to have me as their physician. That'll be happening uh, this summer as well. So lots of great resources to help people in their healing journey. We're so glad that you have gifted us with this story and narrative. And as much as I don't want to say it, I'm almost glad that you went through that process so you could gift us with the steps to take so that many more people could be healthier. You know what I mean? It's strange to say, but it's true. Oh, I am very grateful to have this. Yeah. Uh, Had I not experienced going through the diagnosis, having the decline, having profound disability, I would not have been transformed. into the person I am today. So I see this as a profound, profound gift. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm following you now on Twitter, so we can keep in touch. And please update us on all the good stuff that you're doing. We love you very, very much and glad that we'll have you for many, many more decades to come. Thank you so much. Take care. Wow, everyone. See what food can do to you? I'm telling you, it's in the food. You know, when I was in Kauai a few years ago, and I was shocked that Monsanto's fields were so much there, you know, growing these GMO seedlings. It was sad. So let's see, even if you can do vegetarianism for one day a week and check your gluten, check the things that Dr. Walt told us that we should reduce the intake of these things, sugar for sure. Oh, my God, there goes my chocolate. But that's okay. I believe that. I believe the sugar really is unhealthy. But having a good mind, good body and just good awareness about how to value this precious gift that we've been given. It's such a precious gift. I think it's time for us to really take care of ourselves more. I'm even exercising a little bit more than I usually am. I usually do. Remember, no one can take away your happiness unless you give them permission. And please do visit Dr. Wald, Terry Walls, for the work that she's doing. And let's learn to love each other the same. Here is love being here by the Band of Light. Take care, everyone.